Hey everybody, welcome to episode 71 of everyone's favorite mediocre program. This podcast is just okay. My name is Nick Rose, and we are about to kick off our type of series, um, where I give you all things spooky this month. So let's hit the theme song and get things started. got a new intro season three i've been working on that one um so how how's everybody been man i try to do this uh thing i try to stick with themes um it worked out really well last year and i'm going to continue the trend where um it's october and i thought how cool would it be to have a different horror themed episode throughout the entire month of october um gearing us up for the holidays and stuff i thought that'd be pretty cool so that's what we're gonna do this week, and I am best at giving you guys lists, so I'm gonna do that. Um, I'm sorry I missed you guys last week. It's just it, it's always hectic, man. I I try to get a consistent schedule, and it just sometimes does not work out. But this uh, the rest of the month should be uh, spectacular. I've got I've got some really cool stuff planned. Uh, might even do another horror stories episode um, within the next couple weeks, like we did last year. So uh, that'll be good. Um, Man, not not much is new, not much is new. Just kind of working, working a lot, and uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna get into this here in a minute. Here, um, <clears throat> something special, something cool. I like to do uh, movie recommendations for you guys, and uh, that's what I'm gonna do today. I got some really good ones ahead that you probably have not heard of, and that's cool because uh the ones usually those are the best ones so um let's get into i got i got some songs to play this month i got one here i'm gonna play for you uh like i said it's all horror themed stuff fun fun things uh we're gearing up for halloween and i'm not even gonna be here for halloween we're uh surprising the kids with disney world and so i'm gonna be uh spending time in the magic kingdom and universal studios um, on Halloween, so that'll be cool, I'll have an episode up then, um, yeah, let's play our song, and then we'll get into our, our lists, I got some cool stuff planned for you guys, here we go.
uh, of a song by Ghost, and I was like, I have to do this. I love this song. I love this band. Um, I've been following them since the very beginning. Saw them on their first tour, and I've uh, been sticking with them. So I got a couple songs this month to play for you guys. Um, that was the start of it. So um, anyway, what I've been doing this month is, uh, you know, okay, so around October time, Halloween time, we usually do this huge uh, span of horror movies, horror movie marathons all month long. And, uh, you know, we do themes. So like a couple years back, I did all of the Nightmare on Elm Streets, all of the Friday the 13th, leading all the way up to Halloween night, where we watched Freddy vs. Jason Halloween night. Um, that's kind of what my theme has been. Last year, it was all Halloween, um, the entire franchise there. The year before was Hellraiser and so on. I, I do themes throughout the month. We do like one a night leading up to Halloween night. Now, since I'm not going to be in town Halloween night, I'll be with the kids. We can't do that this year. So we started a little bit early um, last month, actually, and we've been doing uh, movies. So, but the thing is, I, I actually, um, and I have, a, I have a reason for this. Um, I've got a bunch of movies that you, you might not have heard of, and I'm going to go into why. Now, the problem that I'm having with horror movies of today I can't stand the PG-13 movies and the PG movies. Like, you get your hopes up for these films, and you see the trailers, and you're like, oh, this looks great. Then you see the rating, you go, PG-13, this is going to be pretty lame. And um, I actually have some reasons why I say that. So, I got five reasons uh, as to why PG-13 horror movies are garbage. And then I've got a list of <laughs> hard R-rated movies that I've been watching this month. I've been trying to get all these uh, these strange ones that you might not have seen. They, they might not have been in the theater, or they're older. Um, those are the best ones. And I, I picked some hit-or-miss ones, but uh, so far, we've been doing pretty good. So, number one on my, my reasons why PG-13 movies are uh, pretty bad here, um, the rating itself. So, you know... Right at the outset, we have to deal with the fact that PG-13 is a seriously flawed rating. Um, and it was originally created because of movies like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Gremlins, uh, which parents felt were too violent for kids. And, you know, they were right. And, and guess what? That's what the R rating is for. You know, no offense to Mr. Spielberg, but if you want to have a dude pulling people's hearts out of their chest, then a parent should probably be involved when, a, when and if a teen uh, tries to see it. Uh, there was never a need for the PG-13 rating, and today it continues uh, in the role it always had, the studio's favorite loophole. So uh, the next one, it actually it hurts the genre. So every time a PG-13 horror movie tanks at the box office, you start to hear whispers that horror is dead, which is stupid because horror is not a blockbuster genre in the first place. Um, you know, you keep your costs low, rely heavily on DVD interest, and occasionally see a superbly creative flick take off in a Saw or Blair Witch Project kind of way. Um, what you do not do is plan to make $100 million profits off a moderately budgeted studio horror pick. Doesn't work that way. Never has, never will. And each time some bean counter looks at the receipts of last, you know, WB Flavor of the Week starring Scareflick, it makes it harder to get, harder than ever for an interesting, legit fright film to get greenlit. And, um... I actually watched a documentary recently about VHS tapes and the uh, the explosion of VHS and uh, how that was really the the pinnacle of horror films because you could crank out a ton of VHS tapes for such a low cost and the movies didn't have to be in the theater. Then they become cult classics and and 
all the stuff that people search for. Kind of like me. I've got a ton of them. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. The most rare one. Oh, God. What's it called? Um, there's it, there's one that's like Black Voodoo Doll. And uh, uh, the, the movie's escaping me right now. But it, it's like the most rarest VHS tape in, in history. And it sold on eBay recently for thousands of dollars. So anyway, the next one on my list is uh, Bad Casts. Um, so... I don't know. Uh, PG-13 never has a creative idea going for it. So to sell, you know, sell it to teens, the producers go out and grab whatever one tree Creekville starlet they can find or run around looking drunk but not stoned, cute but not sexy, scared but not terrified, you know. Um, I, bad casts can, can ruin the film. And, and a lot of times I don't root for the, the main girl or, or guy in the film. Um, it's... <laughs> I want them to die in the movie, <laughs> as far as that is. Uh, the next one on the list is, is choppy editing. Um, you know, what do you get when you have an inherently violent premise yet you're artificially restricted in what you can show? You go to the shaky cam quick cut editing room, and there you can create such a senseless jumble of images that the only thing more obtuse than what's going on is why you even bothered, honestly. And the last one on my list, on, this is it, man. No nudity. <laughs> Some folks feel that the insistence on nudity is in horror is silly, and you know I agree that it's not always appropriate. But for the vast majority of the genre picks, a little well-placed nakedness is just what the doctor ordered. Why? Because sex and horror go together like peanut butter and chocolate. Uh, both feature a little teasing, some nervous excitement, slowly building tension, and on an, and an eventual release. And if people just insisted on a unicorn or a buffet scene in every flick, it would be gratuitous. But but sex and jubilees. Yeah, that belongs. So, I mean, that's my problem with with PG thirteen movies in general. Um, you're, they're safe. That's the thing. They're, I don't know what else to say. They're safe, and I don't, I don't want to go to the movies to, well, I, I don't want to watch a horror movie to feel safe. You know, I want the the thrill of it, the scare of it, and and I don't want to be restricted because it might offend the ten year old. So. Um, I got some movies that I said, you know what, I want to go back um, a ways. And I kind of broke my rule here. I wanted pre-1986 movies. Anything before 86 or 89, eh, maybe even be, be pre-90, you know? Um, back when the, the slasher, slasher horror flicks were really striving. And I wanted hard R movies. I wanted movies that... You know, it's kind of like listening to the radio. You listen to the radio, you get the same five songs over and over and over. It's a safe, safe songs. You go to the grocery store, you hear the same five safe songs that that everybody knows and dances to. They're not good songs, but we know them, right? So a lot of times you go to the record store and you look up independent releases or things that you might not hear on the radio. You look up different genres. Like um, I was surprised, you know, going back to Ghost. I heard them on the radio the other day and I was like wait what these guys are becoming safe radio radio music because I got that first album that ain't being played on the radio um but I kind of feel the same way with with movies these days where it's like you know you go to the movies the the theater you get the the safe big budget you know massive CGI movie that's gonna make a million dollars and it's got all these big name actors in it it's the safe bet it's the I don't know it's the uh the NBC of of uh, of entertainment, I don't know what it is, but it's just it's safe. So what I've been doing is looking for independent, um, 
not well-known, heard-of things because those are usually the best ones. And if you're looking for a great movie company, look up A24 because everything I've seen coming out from the A24 company has been phenomenal. Um, yes, that includes Tusk by Kevin Smith, where a man turns another man into a walrus, and it's awesome. <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll delve into the list here. So the first one I watched was called Sleepaway Camp. And uh, this one was actually recommended. I was uh, I was listening to a podcast called Talk is Jericho um, with Chris Jericho, and he was talking with Eli Roth, uh, director. And um, Eli Roth gave a gave a list of his favorite movies from when he was a kid and what inspired him to get into filmmaking. And one of those movies was called Sleepaway Camp. And so I have to have this movie now, right? And it's it was actually pretty good. It was like the start. It was around the time of the, the slasher films when they were first taking off, but it uh, it was revolutionary for, for the horror movies because it was like a POV shot uh, murder mystery. It was kind of slasher. You don't know who the killer is. All you see is their hands up until the very end where it's got this huge twist, and you see the end. And, I mean, I unfortunately, I'm pretty desensitized to all things um horror related movie related and stuff i can watch it and i don't get scared i don't i don't get jump scared none of that stuff um i think it's just so overdone but this one i was like what at the end of the movie it was a crazy twist a sleepaway camp you got to see that one i know they made three different sequels and a remake look at the one from 1981 82 the original uh check that one out the next one on um eli's list that i checked out my wife wasn't a big fan of it, but I didn't mind it too much. Uh, it's a movie called Pieces, and I don't know if anybody's heard of that, but it was like the slasher film to see. Um, another POV shot. Between Pieces and Sleepaway Camp, that's what inspired the movie Hostel. So if you like Hostel, go back to... It, it's a big tree, man. Go back to find out the roots of that and find out what inspired that. Um, Pieces. It's, <laughs> it's a dude with a chainsaw who's uh torturing and dismembering college girls um pretty cool um it i think the thing that she didn't like about it, my wife didn't like about it was uh the fact that back in the day the adr isn't that great so all the voices are off you know you can tell what they're saying but the voices don't match the mouths at the same time so that gets kind of you know distracting in a way, and we watch everything with the subtitles anyway, because you know when you when you have kids, it's it's the best thing to do because you can't always hear the movie you're trying to watch. So, you know, even when they're in bed, I don't care. I put the subtitles on, everything's good. Um, the next one that I watched wasn't part of his list, but it was part of my list, and uh, it's called Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, and this was actually based on a true story. Um, but it stars a young looking Michael Rooker. Uh, from the 80s here and he's he's basically a serial killer and uh it's it delves into his life you know just his everyday normal life living at home and stuff um henry portrait of a serial killer is good it was on netflix for a while and i know they took it off um the next one i got on the list it, these are fun they're not <laughs> they're not the best movies but they're fun um dead snow and dead snow 2 um <laughs> so the first one it's all in german but if you get the DVD, you can actually uh, change it, and they dubbed it in English. The second one is all in English. But um, 
it's these kids. The first one, it's these kids who are uh, on an Easter, you know, spring break, and they're up in Norway, you know, snowmobiling, having a good time, not realizing that the land they're snowmobiling on is um, a burial ground for Nazis, and they awake dead zombie Nazis who uh, come in and try to to kill everybody. It's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of like an homage to Evil Dead, which is fun. And the second one, I think, is even better. Um, and I guess I read recently that they're actually getting ready to make Dead Snow 3, where, spoilers, they're going to introduce zombie Hitler. Because he's not in the first two. But, um, you know, these kids, they find some Nazi gold, and they pocket it, and the zombies come back because they want their gold. They want their treasure because they're greedy even in death. So uh, Dead Snow 1 and 2, check those out. They're fun movies. They're gory. It's kind of like a mix between Evil Dead and Shaun of the Dead. So give you kind of a, a grasp where it's like, it's horror, but it's comedy, but it's action, it's gory, there's blood everywhere, it's fun. They, they, there's some pretty fun death scenes in the movie, and it's not all CGI'd. They did practical with, you know, makeup effects and everything like that. So it was really cool, newer movie, actually. So I broke my rule on that. I think this is like maybe two years old, three years old. They they nailed it. That was good. So that also leads into uh, the list that I've been doing here. Not just our movies, but um, not R-rated movies, not older movies. I've also been hitting up some foreign films because, you know, I've heard that the Italian horror movies are really good. I haven't gotten into those yet, uh, but I have watched a couple German ones, and I got a Japanese one I'm going to check out um, called Rigor Mortis. I haven't seen it yet, but the trailer looked pretty epic. So, speaking of German films, the next one on my list is called Goodnight Mommy. Um, I don't know if you've seen this one. It's a newer independent film. I think this is A24. But uh, it's these two kids. Their mom uh, has a facial has facial surgery. She's unrecognizable. You know, the movie opens basically with her wrapped in bandages. And you don't know why or what the surgery was or what it was about. But then the, the two twin boys are standing over her trying to figure out... I don't think this is really our mom and she's mean and I don't know it it's good it, it's another movie that's got such a big twist at the end you're like wow that's great and the effects were great um yeah watch goodnight mommy the thing is it is all in German uh so you will have to watch it with English subtitles unless you're in Germany so uh check that one out that one's good uh, I'm going to save that one for last. Uh, let's see. I watched one the other night called All Hallows Eve. This one was pretty good. Um, again, newer film, but I like the premise of it. So it's this babysitter. The parents are out for the night. They call up the friend, babysit, whatever. She takes the kids trick-or-treating, and one of the kids gets a mystery VHS tape in his bag, of course. So, you know, he's fighting. He's kind of a jerk about it. He wants to watch the movies. Ten-year-old kid, whatever. She puts the, the movie in. And it's it goes into a movie within a movie. It's three mini-stories on the VHS tape that all uh, coincide into one story and the main story at that. So it's like almost four horror movies in one uh, about a deranged uh, killer clown, which... Uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. There's three different, like I said, three different mini movies based around the clown and then the big movie. So All Hallows Eve, that one's good. Um, and then I watched one. It's on Amazon Prime uh, called Hell House. And I don't know if you guys have seen that one, but it's like, a, you know, if I'm, I don't know. I 
I liked the Blair Witch Project when it came out. It was new and and uh, inventive and and oh, well, so innovative for the time it was. The found footage films. I, I've never seen anything like that before when that came out, and it, it did terrify me as a kid. Because, um, God, I was like, when did Blair Witch Project come out? I think I was about, you know, maybe 12, 13 years old when that came out. It was pretty spooky. But um, this one, uh, it, you know, it, the found footage has gotten lazy, and uh, I just find it, it's a cheap way to cheap way to make film like I, I saw one about the phoenix lights that was pretty good but this one's called hell house and uh it's these guys who go town to town building different haunted houses each season so each season they're in a different city building a new haunted house in all these old locations and they buy rent out this abandoned hotel to make it into uh, a haunted house for the season and uh they don't survive past opening night uh something happens and you're left putting the pieces together watching the found footage film to see what exactly happened leading up to and the following night when they opened and all the people were there and uh, it was pretty grisly so the way that one was done was really well i really enjoyed that one um and then i've, I've got some not so good ones um so there's some on my list that i'm like oh, okay i'll check this out because i know the actor in the film and they don't turn out to be all that great. Um, the first one, I don't... This goes back to the, like, the Sleepaway Camp days. It's called Nightmare City. And uh, I got that because I love the movie poster. Where it's... Uh, one of the it, It's an early zombie movie. Let's just put it that way. It's uh, late 70s, maybe early 80s. Um, zombies. And they're fast and aggressive. And they have machine guns. And it's pretty wild. I didn't... I, it wasn't my favorite. But it, it was it was okay. Uh, the next one is a newer movie called It Follows. I heard great things about that. Could not get it out of my mind that uh, it was an STD following her. And that just kind of took me out of the movie. And then it just kind of abruptly ended. And I was left wondering, did I fall asleep? Did I miss something? Eh, I don't know. Uh, the next one, I, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't the best of my list. It's called Red Werewolf Hunter. It was a made-for-sci-fi uh, TV original uh, starring Felicia Day. So I love Felicia Day. I will watch anything she's in. And basically, she's a descendant of Little Red Riding Hood. The story is true, and she's a werewolf hunter. It was pretty good. I liked it. The uh, effects were good. It was great. Uh, the next one I got is Camp Hell. This one is not what I was expecting. I was expecting more along the lines of Sleepaway Camp, some kind of uh, you know murder mystery slasher film. Starring Jesse Eisenberg because they they advertised him like crazy. They put him on the movie poster. Dude's got a two-minute cameo in the movie, and it's all about Bible camp. It it was a horror movie, kind of, but it was poorly done. And uh, it, was, it reminded me of all the things wrong with movies of today. Uh, the next one I got came out in the early 2000s um, called RSVP. And it's kind of like a modern-day twist on Clue kind of, uh, where it's like, hey, I'm going to invite everybody to this party, and someone's going to die, and it's actually a dude who just wants to be a serial killer and kills everybody in the room, but um, I got it because it starred Jason Mewes, and you know me being a big Kevin Smith fan, I got to watch anything with Mewes, the problem is, he's, uh, it, it came out right after Dogma, so I know that, you know, following following Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith, like I do, I know that this was around the time that Jay was 
really struggling with drugs and and uh, abusing that really bad. And you can tell in the movie because he kind of plays a junkie in the movie, and you're like, well, this that's kind of sad because I don't really think he's acting in this movie. I think he's just living and being himself, and that it it was kind of sad. It was kind of depressing. It took me out of the movie a little bit, but it was okay. The last one on my list for the day. <clears throat> Hopefully you got a pen and paper. You've been writing all these down. Uh, the last one on my list. This one kind of disturbed me. Like I said, I'm I'm immune to it all. You know, I'm I'm desensitized to it all. I I've watched Human Centipede. You know, but uh, this movie that I have makes Human Centipede look like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Um, it's a movie called Cannibal Holocaust, and um, it's it's probably the most controversial film in history, or at least horror. I don't know, but it's messed up um and i of course had to watch the director's cut and uh to this day i guess uh it's still banned in certain countries and after the movie came out it was eight days after the movie premiered the director was actually arrested for making the movie because of the the lewd conduct and everything in the movie (laughs) and all the actors in the movie signed an an agreement to disappear for a year so you know it kind of gave the illusion that it was a real film he was charged for murder, and uh, the guys had to come out of their, you know, the contract, come out and say, "No, we're still alive. This was just a movie." Murder charges were dropped, but he was still fined two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for making this disturbing movie, and two hundred fifty thousand dollars back in the seventies. So, I don't know what that that is today. It's probably up in the millions, billions. I don't know. But um, <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust. I don't know if you guys have ever seen. Uh, it's called The Green Inferno. Um, Eli Roth made this last year about uh, this group of teens who goes out to find this indigenous tribe who's never had human contact outside of their tribe. And they want to, they're, what do you call it, conservationists or whatever. They want to go out and help. But the problem is they're doing it just for social media likes, doing it for the wrong reasons. They come across this cannibal tribe and uh, ultimately they all get tortured and eaten. Cannibal Holocaust is the original version of that movie, and even for its time, it's bad. Like, I mean, disturbing. And I, like I said, I don't get bothered by things, but I was even telling my wife, I said, "Look, if this is too much for you, I'll turn this off right now." I mean, it's it's one of those movies like you don't you'd never see this made today, and it's kind of hard to find. If you find the movie, I don't know, get it for collector's value, but I. It, I don't know. I don't know if I'd recommend watching it. It's got a lot of uh, not just cannibalism in it, but it's got like full on real animal torture where they they actually kill live animals making the movie. And there's tons of rape. Um, That's it's just a really disturbing film. And I kind of kind of bummed that I own this now because I'm like, well, that's kind of a waste. I'll never watch this one again. But uh that was on the list of movies that I had to see where it's like, this is the most controversial movie of all time. You'll, you know, that there's all this, uh, it's the scariest, it'll disturb you, blah, blah, blah. Well, you say that, I have to have it. I have to get this movie. I have to see it. And I got it, and I was like, wow, they were not lying. This is pretty disturbing. So pretty uh, pretty big uh, stack of movies here I, I, I've given you a list of. I've got one I'm going to watch tonight. Uh, it's called Cutting Class, and uh, it's a it's a high school slasher film, but it was Brad Pitt's debut movie. So, you know, I like watching the movies where it's like these big-name actors starred in these uh, 
low budget horror films. You got Kevin Bacon in Friday the Thirteenth, uh, Jennifer Aniston in Leprechaun, uh, Paul Rudd in Halloween. That was his first movie. Um, the list goes on and on. Johnny Depp, of course, Nightmare on Elm Street. We all know that. Um, the next one on my list, and I've seen it a dozen times. You know, it's not part of my series, but if you want to, you want to check out a. A fun one, if you're not looking for scares or anything, you're just looking for, oh, okay, this is kind of goofy. Check out Nightmare on Elm Street 6, uh, Freddy's Dead. Freddy's Dead, is that the one, the final nightmare? Um, I don't know what it's called. It's Nightmare 6, where uh, it shows actually shows Robert England as Freddy Krueger before he was burned. So you got a little backstory there. You see his dad whipping him, played by Alice Cooper. Um, pretty cool movie to check out. So anyway, there's my... My list for you guys. I know that's a lot. It's kind of overwhelming. Go ahead and rewind it if you need. Um, but there's my reviews, man. That's uh, that's all I've been doing So uh, when I get a free minute. So I just want to get that out there to you guys. Um, let's lighten the mood here and uh, see if we got some emails or something. You have new mail waiting. All right, man. It looks like I've got two this week. Um, and they're not very nice. So um, the first one, I'm just going to get right into it here. It's from Tammy. It says, uh, I sent a deadly animal to you. Check it out. Well, I'm sorry, Tammy. I'm married. No, I don't want to meet your mother. <laughs> uh, the next one I got, let's see here. Got to let it load. Let it open. Here we go. This is from uh, Chadwick. Uh, thanks for writing in, Chadwick. It says... Your life is crap. Well, Chadwick, thank you for informing me because I had no idea. Uh, if you guys want to keep sending me emails like this, uh, check me out at justokpod at gmail.com uh, where I will read and respond to your emails on the show here. You can have some internet fame. So, there you go. Um, speaking of uh, emails and such... You can also go to the Facebook page at facebook.com slash this podcast is just okay, where I do kind of, I'm a little bit active on it. I need to get better at it, but I do post the link to every episode on the Facebook page, and I do post the uh, pictures um, each week. I do a different album cover for each uh, each episode. I do a different artwork, and I put it on Instagram, too, at kissmember34, so you can check those out. Uh, just search, you know. This podcast is just okay, or the hashtag, this podcast is just okay. Let's get that trending, man. Um, I can, I've also got merchandise if you want to parade around in some cool gear. I've got t-shirts, buttons, hats, mugs, uh, the works at uh, cafepress.com slash this podcast is just okay merchandise. That's a really incredibly long link, uh, but it's worth it. Check it out. It's cool. Um, let's see. Uh, last week, um, I asked you a cool trivia question, and uh, we'll get into that here in a second. Um, let's hit the, tr the trivia theme.
So last week's trivia question was an easy one. I asked you to name all five of the Spice Girls, um, which, hey, I'm a big fan. I love the Spice Girls. They're in constant rotation in my music every week. So uh, you have Ginger Spice, of course. Uh, let's see. Scary, Posh, Baby, and Sporty. So there you go. Uh, this week, uh, we're going to keep along with the horror themes and the horror movie themes. Uh, this question is, which 1985 movie had characters named Spider, Trash, and Suicide? Uh, go ahead and answer the questions there. Um, as I said, facebook.com slash this podcast is just okay, or justokpod at gmail.com. Let's kind of narrow it down to those two. Um, then I don't have to search all over the internet for your answers. So go ahead and answer those questions. Um... Check out the movies I recommended, man. A lot of them are not hard to find. You can get them on iTunes, probably. I don't know. Um, Amazon, Hulu, uh, or what I do, just go to Netflix DVD, man. They've got, you know, you've got your thousands of movies instant streaming on Netflix. You have thousands more on the DVD side that isn't streaming, but you can still get in the mail. So it's like, bang for your buck, man. Get those, and you got endless movies. So uh, check them out. Uh, let me know your feedback, man. Let me let me know which uh, what movies you guys like, what you've seen, what uh, what haunts you, and uh, stay away from Cannibal Holocaust. And if you've seen it, let me know what you think. And if you love it, why? <laughs> um, that's it for this week, man. Uh, I will catch you guys next time. <laughs>